Welcome to the Life of Christ Series 5. This is Lesson 30. Uh, we're going to start on the top of page 12, which is where I said we'll start right. this session. So, uh, we've just looked at <coughs> Matthew 5.14 again, and we are looking at Matthew 5.14, where Jesus said, you are the light of the world. And then he goes on to say, a city set, that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. And... Um, that's what the Apostle Paul meant when he said, basically in Philippians 2. Uh, remember again, we're talking about the, the, um, the application of light from a more figurative sense as well. Um, where, he's, where the Apostle Paul writes that you may become blameless and harmless, children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. We all know what that is, okay? <laughs> uh, among whom you shine as lights in the world. Amen. And I said to you before that that's really where we are. Um, once again, we're, we're, we need to be that light that shines in the world. Amen. And that we really need to be there. To, there's going to come a time, you know, as much as there's all this tolerance going on in the, in the world right now, there's going to t- come a time when people are going to want what is right. It's, there's going to, this is going to create a thirst for righteousness. You are going to be those people that they turn to. In the literal text, it actually says that you shine as stars in the universe. Isn't that wonderful? You know when it says you shine as lights in the world? It actually says you, in the literal text, it actually says you shine as stars in the universe. With William Hendrickson saying, as the stars dispel physical darkness, so believers banish spiritual and moral darkness. As the former illuminate the firmament, so the latter enlighten the hearts and lives of men. Amen. That's us. Hallelujah. And you know, can I just say this as well? Um, In order for us to be this light, we need to have revelation. We need to have an insight. We need to have an understanding. And we also need to have the love of God on the inside of us. Because, you know, we can have all the information in the world. And if we are not, um, if our approach is not good... I think that's a word that they use these days. You know, if we have a bad approach, okay, to people and, and the way we deliver um, good news, it may not be good news. The, the, the wording itself, if you just look at the words themselves, they'll be good, but the way it's delivered isn't. Are you all with me? Amen? And uh, that's why it always says, speak the truth in love. Amen? All right, and that's what will make you shine. That's what will make you the light. Hallelujah. Regardless of what they what they think about you and what they've already determined about you. And somebody was saying, you know, in the break, that, you know, even, even though uh, they're just probably the most tolerant person in the workplace, people's perception are, are a very powerful thing. You know, and, and regardless of what you are actually like, how they perceive you to be is how you will be. And uh, that's something, again, you know, that, that's why you know that this world... You know, the, the, the God of this world is the devil. Because that's what he does to people. He constantly lies to them about everything. Because if people ever found out the truth, they'll turn on him. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> anyway, uh, where were we? Now, as exciting as all this is, we must never forget that the light we now have comes from Jesus Christ himself. And why the Apostle Paul said in Ephesians 5.8, You are light in the Lord. Amen? Therefore, our light should always and ultimately point to the one who is the source of light and life itself. 
Um, and that's from John 1.4, by the way. And that, that's Jesus Christ, okay? Remembering that Jesus himself said in John chapter 8 and verse 12, I am the light of the world. He who follows, literally trusts and obeys me, shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. I made reference back to uh, John 1.4. If you look in your, um, at the bottom of the footnotes, I've actually included that scripture where it says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Amen? And that's the reason why I said we need to point to the one who is the source of light and life, uh, and that's Jesus Christ. Amen? And, and that's why he said again that I am the light of the world. See, Jesus never asked us to be anything that he wasn't. And that he, you know, it, it would be unfair for him to ask us to do something and be something that we weren't able to do or be. Listen carefully now. Okay? Which tells us something that he was fully intending to be that light on the inside of us. He was fully intending... See, that's why, you know, when they tried to stop him from going to the cross, he said, it is better if I go. Because it's only if I go that all of this will become possible. And they couldn't grasp, you know, what he was trying to say. It was just beyond them. How can, I mean, you know, to people that I guess not, aren't so scientific, even to our science people, you know, it is, it is a bit of a paradox how you can live in something and something can live in you at the same time. You know, you, you know, you can put a one bucket in another, but how do you put that bucket back into the... You know what I'm trying to say? It gets a bit squirrely for the brain to manage. And so this, is, and this was the relationship that we were going to have. This was something spiritual. This was something supernatural. You know, and so that's the reason why he's saying, listen, I am the light. You need to remember that I am the light. When, I, when you ask me into your life, you're asking light into your life. Amen. And then you will be able to shine. It won't be your light, it will be my light in you that will begin to shine. Amen. And uh, I could say more, but we'll stop there. More importantly, Jesus also went on to say in John chapter 9 and verse 5, As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. In other words, Jesus knew that the day would come when He would no longer be physically with us, and that we as His body would have to be the light of the world, and be responsible for bringing light to the world, and the world to the light. Amen. Amen. Robert H. Mounts writes, Light is meant for illumination. It is for seeing. Cities built on hills cannot be hidden. I know sometimes Christians don't want to be, you know, don't let people know that they're Christians, because they have a questionable lifestyle. I just say that, okay. Uh, but that's the thing, man. I mean, you know, whatever happens, there's still something in you that shines out. You know, I was, uh, I used to sort of, I guess, not be so, um, I'm trying to find the right way of putting this. Um, I didn't advertise when I was working that I was a Christian. You know, I thought, if you want to know I'm a Christian, you need to see what I do, not by what I say. Because too many people out there saying, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. And then you look at their lifestyle and you think, oh, please don't tell people you're a Christian. It doesn't work. <laughs> you know? It's not working for the Lord. Um, and so I, wouldn't, I, I just wouldn't say anything. I would just help people. I would just do all the things I need to do. And people would see something there. You know, and, and um, they would sort of, the, it, it, light has a, a drawing power. Can I say that? 
Okay, and so people used to come and talk to me, and you know, this is something about you. You don't kind of know what it is. You know, kind of kind of feel safe around you, and you know, just dif- different things would come, and they say, and I remember one person actually saying this. They said, you know, this is there was this other person that wasn't so liked. Slithery would be the word I would use. Anyway, that you know, he this person said, you know, it's funny when when you say something, and when they say the same thing. You know, it irks me when they say it. But when you say it, it's okay. That's, let your light so shine. Let your words be salted. That is speaking the truth in love. Do you understand? That's when it comes with the Spirit, when it's anointed. Amen. And you know, I just, and I feel like, and people just sort of say, are you Christian? I go, yeah. <laughs> that was about it. Hey, if they want to know more, they can ask, I'll tell them. But you know, I just always felt like that, that should be our... Um, advertising, so to speak. You know, people should look at us and say, wow, you know, you are a help. You're, you know, they will never use the word blessing, but that's what they're trying to say, really. You know, um, you being there is better, it's better that you are there than when you're not, kind of a thing. Amen. And I believe that's a way you can be light. That's what I'm trying to say. Amen? Moving on. I'm on page 13 now. In addition to this, biblical scholar William MacDonald says, The Christian is like a city that is set on a hill. It is elevated above its surroundings, and it shines in the midst of darkness. Those two things. Those, who live, uh, those whose lives, excuse me, those whose lives exhibit the traits of Christ's teaching, especially the Beatitudes, cannot be hidden. And that's what I meant. You know, your life should shine based on what is in there. Amen? And the truths that you, you learn, they are life. Remember the Word of God is what? Sharper than a two-edged sword, and what, it, what is it? It is life. Amen? It's living. Uh, and that applies to our own household as well, with Jesus going on to say, I, you know, this, you, <laughs> do you know why this is so relevant? Because there are a lot of people that are out there, that are cities on hill, and they come home, and there's something else. I don't know why we make a huge effort out there. And we should, but not at the expense of coming home and going, well, that's enough light for today. Now I'm just going to be some darkness. You know, <laughs> you know get upset with the kids and throw things and have an attitude and go back to work and you're saint. And you come home and, oh my God, he's home. Quick, hide. <laughs> you know? Notice Jesus is saying, listen, as much as you are city, a city on a hill, that is there for everybody around you, okay? You also need to be a light at home as well. Amen? And so he says, nor do they light a lamp and habitually put it, that word should be actually there, put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Therefore, not only are we to be light to the world, but also a lamp to all those who are in the house. And, you know, let me just quickly say something about that here. I don't know whether I've got it in my notes, but it is a, a revelation. But notice you don't need to be a bright light in the house. Because that can be annoying. Listen to me. I'm giving you something here. Okay. You need to be a lamp at home. Do you know lamps give you light without annoying you? Can I get an amen on that? If you put a floodlight in the house, that's annoying. That's right. 
But you put a lamp in the house and that brings a light in there. It is gentle and it allows everybody to see you are a guiding light in a sense in that household. You bring light to the household without being irritating. Without laying down the law. Are you all with me? So we need to be careful what kind of light we are in the house. We can't be preaching in the house. Hey man, listen, if your life is meant to be preaching out there, then let your life preach at home. Are you all with me? Amen? I think we show more tolerance out there than we do in the house a lot of times. And I'm, I'm not talking about anybody here, but I'm just talking as society in general. You know, they'll go out and they'll behave themselves. <laughs> Can I use those words? Out there, but they come home. And dear Lord... And can I just say this? One day you will quit work. Or they'll kick you out. I don't know. <laughs> okay? They'll retire you. Okay? And you'll be at home. And if you've been an annoyance at home, they won't be happy that you're home anymore. They'll leave the house. And you'll still be alone. Yeah, man. I'm just, I'm just saying that. Okay? It's a thing. Just, and then people go, I don't understand. I was looking forward to my retirement. Yeah, but the whole household didn't want you to retire. While you were at work, the pain was away. (laughs) And I'm I'm just giving you something here, okay? Just be aware. I don't preach to anybody in the house. Do you know the times that I do preach is when, you know, my kids have a thirst for the word because of the things that I share in the way that I share them. And I don't usually like to share this stuff with you guys, but let me just share this one little thing with you. You know, they catch me, they sit me down, they ask me questions. They say, Dad, you know, you've said this, what does that mean? And Because I don't preach at them. I share things, and then they come to you. You know, they'll literally come to you, and, and that's, you know, that's why it's such a blessing. See, that's why I don't insist for them to come to Bible college, have you noticed? Yeah, you know, the, yeah, exactly. You know, the, the thing is that they're getting Bible college. They're learning, they are growing. And, you know, they're coming with a hunger. Not because they're told to come, but because they want to know something. And so we'll have long discussions, which eats into my study time some days. But anyway, because <laughs> you know? after a while I go, that's it, we've got to stop, everybody out. I get, you know? <laughs> okay. It's actually, you know, one of the things that I say, and the reason why I don't go anywhere is because it's important that you guys get fed for the week. I keep saying this, that people say, well, why can't you have somebody else? Listen, man. You guys come. Once a week, you, get, you need to get the right kind of food to sustain you through the week. You know what I'm trying to say? And that's really important to me. That is what I've been given to do. If I fail in that duty, God will find somebody else. Listen, I don't have any you know, illusions about, oh, I'm so important. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the first step to going down. I just know I need to do what I've called to do. And I need to be responsible for the people that God has given me. So that's the reason why, you know, it's just like after a while, I need to get back to my responsibility, you know, because this needs to come out. So, but, you know, that's something again, you can be a light in your house, and you can draw those that are in the house to you without it being, and, and that's the reason they come, because it's light and it's not annoying. It's something that is inviting, amen, and a blessing. So I hope that helps. Anyway, let's move on. I do hate to to share these things with you. I really don't want to share these things. um, Because, you know, for so many reasons I could go into, but just, all right, I just took this liberty just this one time here. All right. Uh, (laughs) 
Therefore, not, and can I just read this? Not only are we to be light to the world, but also a lamp to those who are in the house. And that can be the hardest thing to do sometimes, with Jesus himself saying in Matthew thirteen fifty-seven, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country and in his own house. Needless to say, we will look at those scriptures in detail when we get to them. Okay? But that should never stop us. And, you know, he was talking about something else here as well. And we, people do quote that, but they say, well, you know, prophet in his own home. And, and let me just say this. There is a truth to that. You know, people know you too well. But can I say this? That shouldn't be the people that are in your house. It should be the cousins and stuff that kind of knew you from way back. And they think you're still that, you know, bratty little kid. And who are you to come and tell us anything? That sort of a thing. Because the people that are closest to you should see the changes in your life. Are you all here? And they should know. If they know you, if they really do know you, then they should accept you. Are you all here? Amen. Now I know Jesus had an issue with that. And his brethren wouldn't come to his meetings. <laughs> Remember he said, and he said, who are my mothers and my brothers? You know, okay, all that sort of stuff. Okay, so we know that they exist. But you know, they thought he was lunatic. You know, <laughs> because, because of the things he was preaching... And obviously, uh, now we're getting onto a whole other subject, but obviously, you know, we need, to, we need to be careful what we minister, how we minister, and not be responsible if people reject what we're ministering. Okay? If they reject, that's their sin, that's not yours. You always remember that. Amen? Okay, let's get back to this. Before I totally run out of time, we didn't get anywhere. Anyway, uh, <coughs> I've said here, but that should never stop us. It didn't stop Jesus. Even after all the opposition he faced, it still said about him in Luke chapter 24 and verse 19, that he was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. Did you see both of those things? He was powerful before God. I think that was so important. Man, that's where, what really matters. Amen. If you need to be a person that is powerful in word and deed before God, because if God honors you, then you're, you're there. <laughs> and as far as I'm concerned, the people are important. And that's the reason why, you know, like I said, I, I spend time studying, so I have something to share with you, because that is important as well, that you guys receive what you need, because I need to keep you out of the devil's hands, and I need to keep him away from you, and give you enough so you can fight him. <laughs> Amen. Uh, and, and overcome him at every turn. Hallelujah. Um, now, as to how you are to shine, that's brought out in what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 16, which is, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works, which are beautiful, valuable, honest, and attractive, and glorify your Father in heaven. Now, I've put all of that, uh, those extra words in there, because sometimes the English just doesn't have you know, the words to describe everything that it's being, you know, that the Hebrew and the Greek are bringing out. So these are from scholars that give all of these extra words, so you can see actually what is being said, and what Jesus is actually saying. So, you know, again, you're, they, need, they need to see your good works, they need to see something that is beautiful. You know when you see something, someone doing something for someone, you know, especially you've got little YouTube videos now. I remember one, it was a little boy with a sister, I think, and there was, they were on the swing, or something was happening anyway, and you know, this little child, two little kids, and one was helping the other, and it, the only way you could describe the way, the, you know, I think it was the little brother helping the sister when she fell or something, itty bitty, like about three and five, you know what I'm trying to say? 
And, and you know, you look at that, and the only thing that comes to your mind is beautiful. You just think, God, that was just beautiful. That's how your life should be. As you do things, people should just see that. That's a good work they should see. And in their eyes, tears should well up. And they'll be going, that's beautiful. You know, Wow. Get it? Valuable. It needs to be things that are important. Amen. And, and you know, sometimes, this is why I said be spirit-led. Because sometimes a good work might not be something big, but something really little. But it means a great deal to someone. Amen. You don't realize, you know, sometimes we keep track of the things we did, and that would mean something to someone. But, you know, when you ask them, they remember something else. Have you ever noticed? Kids especially, man. You know, you think you're doing a big thing, and they don't even remember that. But this other little thing that you just did, you know, just happened to be going past and you did something, that they remember. Those are valuable. They don't have to be great. They just need to be at the right time. Amen? And he's, <laughs> do I need to even go into honest? Okay. <laughs> okay. And, and att- please let it be honest, okay? And attractive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, and it's these kind of, you know, I would love to, I would love to, let, let me just spend a minute on attractive. This, your light should shine in the way, this word attractive that's put in here, it means that what you do should cause people to be attracted to you. Do you understand? This should be one of the most powerful um, tools, weapons, I don't know how to put this, that is in our arsenal that allows us to witness to people because they are attracted to something in us. They are attracted to what we're doing because there is an honesty to it. There is a beauty to it. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? And they just get attracted to that. that what's, that's what makes it easy to minister the gospel to people. And if you're not in that place and you're trying to force the gospel down people's throat, throat step back and think about what I've just said. Amen? And not people here, but people who are listening to this. Because it is going everywhere. Anyway. In other words, let's get on with this. Jesus is saying that the presence of Christians in the world must be like a light in the darkness. In that our good deeds that are both beautiful and attractive must be evident to all to see. And according to verse 15, especially to those in our own homes. Looking at Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 9, the Apostle Paul actually describes what the fruit of light should be by saying, I'm over the page on page 14, he says, for the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. Isn't that interesting? Amen? In fact, the Apostle Peter went on to encourage his readers in the book of 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 12 to live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, wave to me from the back. Okay, thank you. This is you. They, <laughs> they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day He visits us. Do you know what that tells us? They may talk badly about it right now. They may have all the wrong thoughts, but one day they're going to see the truth. And they're going to realize what you were trying to do. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I could preach on that a lot, but I won't. Alright. Now, as to, um, <clears throat> as to what exactly these good deeds or good works from Matthew 5.16 are, that's what Jesus is going to cover in the remainder of the Sermon on the Mount in great detail.
However, before we go any further, it is crucial that we heed the words of biblical scholar Leon Morris, who writes, The good works are to be seen, not in order that the doers may be in, uh, congratulated as fine, upstanding servants of God, like the Pharisees, okay, but in, in such a way that the observers will give glory to your Father. Amen? There is to be no parade of virtue, no attempt to win praise for oneself. It is the light that is to shine, not those privileged to be the bearers of the light. Amen? Amen. We see an ex- excellent example of this in Matthew chapter 23, where it says in verses 1 through 5, Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, The teachers of religious law and the Pharisees are the official interpreters of the scripture. So practice and obey whatever they say to you, but don't follow their example. For they don't practice what they preach. Interesting, isn't it? So what they say and what they do are totally different things. Uh, you know, can, can, let me just take a moment here and share something with you. I know sometimes you see um, things that don't make sense to you. You know, um, and not, you know, everything on TV, for example. But there are some things maybe on TV or YouTube or whatever. You know, certain ministers that they get up there and they preach a good word. And it's a powerful word. And there are people that say, yeah, but we know what they're really like. You know, we, we know what they've done and everything else. Watch what Jesus says. Isn't it interesting what he says? He says, listen, if they're preaching the word, listen to them. But <laughs> don't follow their example. I think that's wise. Do you know why? Because there is... Um, an anointing that comes on you when you're ministering the word. I was sharing that with my daughter now that she's a pastor. You know, she said things are happening and I said, yes, let me share with you. Let me talk to you about those things. But there's anointing that comes on you and God begins to speak through you because you become, you know, that's what that anointing is. That's what that gift does. The gift begins to work through you. Do you understand? And it's without repentance, which means that God's going to take it because you did a bad thing that week. It'll still work whenever you need it to work. But you need to understand that there's a difference between the gift that is working in you and you living your life right before God. Because some people think, well, if I'm not living my, right, my life right before God, then I won't be able to do all this stuff. No, no, listen, don't get this mixed up now. That gift comes from God. That gift will do what it's meant to do. People will, you need to be careful that you don't let people look at you and think you're something. Oh, I see that happening all the time, even recently. Where people are so just thrilled to be in the presence of certain other people. Are you all with me? You can honor people in the, in the Word, and that's fantastic. Please do honor your elders. It tells us to do that. But you need to be careful that you're not deifying them. What they're doing, they're doing with an anointing on their life, with a gift over them. Are you all here? Who they are is another thing. Now, there are some of them that are just gorgeous people, okay? Uh, and praise God that we do have them on TV and on YouTube, and we can actually listen to their stuff. Because, uh, you know what I'm trying to say? But regardless, even if they're terrible people, if they're preaching what's right, listen to what they say. You know, again, Jesus said, listen to what they say, but don't do what they do. Amen? Learn to separate that, because we kind of have this, you know, we get to this place where we think, well, if you're living your life, I don't want to hear anything you have to say. 
Yes, it does bleed into some of their preaching, and you need to be careful of that. You need to be aware of that, and you need to guard yourself against those things, but not everything. If you can't do that, don't listen. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, <laughs> are we good? Let's move on. So again, let me reread verse 3. He says, So practice and obey whatever they say to you, but don't follow their example. For they don't practice what they preach. Verse 4, They crush you with impossible religious demands, and never lift a finger to help ease the burden. Everything they do is for show. Wow. And we need to be so careful. I know a lot of preachers that are out there, that they do stuff for show. Because they have their groupies. Okay? It's no longer congregation, they're groupies now. Okay? And they gotta be a certain way, and they gotta do certain things, and they gotta be certain ways, because their group is demanded of them. Amen? But you know, it's. I won't go there. Anyway, there's <laughs> something going off inside of me, just, just something recent that had happened that it really shows the character of the people that are following some of these people. You know, and uh, it's really sad when you see the kind of people that are following them, and you know, people that don't take instruction. You know, that are asked to do one thing, they do something else. You really need to question. You know, why are these people here? Are they here for you? Or are they here for God? If they were here for God, they would do what they were told. But do you know the thing is, that needs to be a warning sign of all the people following you around. Why are they following you around? Are they following God, or is it just you? Just, just throwing it out there. Okay. And I've run out of time. Anyway, let's, let's finish this off. That's what we want to avoid, avoid at all costs. <laughs> well, you know. Because there is no honor, no reward from God for showing off. Leon Morris makes a very, sim- uh, excuse me. Leon Morris makes a very interesting observation in relation to Matthew 5.16, when he says... People will always see the deeds the disciples do, and the disciples are to make sure that when that takes place, it is the light that they will see. Amen? And that they will see it in such a way that they will praise God, not the disciples. Amen? And isn't it sad that so much of religion deifies the disciples? Anyway, all right, let's leave it there. When, next time we come back, we'll look at Christ fulfills the law. And uh, I'll do my very best again to get through it as quickly as I can. <laughs> okay, because I want to get to some new territory. But uh, anyway, let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we thank you today for your word. We thank you, Father, for just all the wisdom, revelation, and insight that we're receiving. We thank you, Father, that this is a word in season as well. That we're just not going over all material, but we are receiving new revelation as well. And I just thank you, Father, that this, your word never grows old. That it is new every morning. And I thank you, Lord, that because it is your spirit that we minister this word through, that it is new in our hearts every time we hear it. And I thank you that it has new applications in our life and helps us to live in this world with your wisdom and your spirit leading and guiding us according to the word that is in us. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you for being here this evening. We're done.